It's time to take the good with the bad. Love it or hate it on Asteroid G. You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. Queen B. No, no special ranks for either of you? None of that? No, no. they're in a prison system at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't want to see my social security number on air. <laughs> For all you scammers out there, Josh's number is... <laughs> Today we are going to be doing a love it or a hate it. For the little-loved Alien sequel, Alien 3, or when, I, when you feel like being pedantic like I always do, Alien Cubed. So, oh, Alien Cubed. Okay, I know I know one of us has to be the one to like this, and I believe you, Queen Bee, are going to take this role on, but let's just be frank, this is a bad movie. Just straight up a bad movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not, I, you know, you have the right to your opinion. Yeah. It, Josh? It, it's a very bad movie. There are a couple parts in it that are iconic. In one way or another, but <laughs> mostly in the but bad you have ways. To, yeah, you have to get a very micro level view of it to be like, oh, that was a good scene. But most of it was just, I guess yeah. it could be considered a story. <laughs> but... A year or two ago, I went through and watched it at the time when I was doing the entire um, Alien series retrospective for the website. Just trying to watch them all in order and see how I feel and see how they built on one another. And Alien 3, if you watch it immediately after watching Alien and Alien 2, is terrible. Mostly because it, like, gets rid of all the really cool plot elements of the second one. Newt and Hicks and all the progress they made and everything else. It feels like, aside from, like, acknowledging that those characters existed and then died so that Ripley could be on her own again... It feels more like a sequel to the first movie, ignoring pretty much everything from the second movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and, like, just gets rid of all the good elements that that movie was building up to just put Ripley back in another location where she gets to watch people and people die and then kill an alien. Yeah, like, it was just, it just seemed like uh, the script writing was super rushed because it was like, oh shit, we can't have Hicks or Newt anymore, so eh, they just died in a crash. Yeah, they took too long to make the sequel, and Newt aged out of her own, like, role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and the fact that they went through, what, like, five scripts trying to come up with something, and then just slapped yeah. them all together. And the fact that it was on a prison planet was kind of a cool idea. Like, I didn't mind that. And the fact that there was, like, an alien egg still on the ship, okay, whatever, but... Like, boiler alert. <laughs> um, well, we're going to go over the of, plot anyway. Yeah, it, it kind of lost me when Ripley was like, oh, I have a queen inside of me. I can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. My baby. <laughs> that Well, I mean, that got really weird in the fourth movie, Resurrection. But it was kind of weird yeah. here in the third one, too. Okay. So, so, as you guys are crapping all over. Yeah, yeah, go. Do your part first. Go on. Okay, so so here's here's why you should like it. Okay. I all ears. <laughs> Some of the taglines are amazing. The tagline, the bitch is back. That's great. Oh, that's, Put that on a t-shirt. Okay. I feel like that's that should be your I, life mode, I, motto. 
Be. It really like, should be. Yes, I, mine personally. I feel like um, that's better writing than was in the actual movie, though. <laughs> okay. Three times the suspense, three times the danger, and three times the terror? Come on. I mean, if, if it's that's cube, though, false, it's, though. Yeah, but if, if it's cube, though, it's more of nine times. I'm just... Okay. To be... <laughs> okay. So, here's the other thing. When you read the, the actual synopsis of this uh, that they have on IMDb, right? Sure. After her last encounter, Ellen Ripley crash lands on Fiorina 161, a maximum security prison, when a series of strange and deadly events occur shortly after her arrival, Ripley realizes that she has brought along an unwelcome visitor. It's like Ripley has come to someone's house on Thanksgiving and brought her bad cousin. Well, That's what it is. And you kind of have to appreciate that. To be fair, part. when you go to someone's house, you're supposed to bring a gift. I mean, that's just, that's <laughs> politeness. She happened to re-gift something, which is a little rude and kind of tacky. But it's what she had with her at the time. So for a story that's already been told twice before yes. you get to this movie. Yes. Okay. And it is essentially the same story being retold. And I would agree with you that Hicks and Newt not being in it is very sad. Uh -huh. that, that's where they failed. But I will say there are a couple of actors who are really good in their parts. Not that this was a good film, mind you, but in their acting, it was pretty damn good. Charles Dance is amazing in anything that he does. And you cannot tell me that his Clemens was likable. So I'm going to tell you that for Charles Dance's performance and even Sigourney Weaver's performance, just those two actors should be applauded for even being in the film because it was so bad. I'm, so, I'm just going to point out, though, that since Charles Dance was in there and now having gone through and watched all of Game of Thrones, of course... I feel like they missed an opportunity of foresight, not having a sequence of him, like just having this long conversation with Ripley while he slowly butchered an alien, like on his table. Like that should have been right. right to, yeah. Like how could they not have that? <laughs> um, there's also, now I'm not a, I'm not a Charles S. Dutton fan. He played Dylan, the, the essentially yeah. the main character of the prison. Um, See the, not, okay. not to be reductive, but was he the black guy or? Yes, he okay. was the African American. He was good. I liked Correct. him. Yes. Yeah. Um he was okay. I, I'm I'm not gonna shit on his performance. He was okay. For what I he, think he primarily did great for what he had. Right. Yeah. The thing is they had some really good actors in this. They had Paul McGann, they had Charles Dance, Sigourney Weevil, Charles Dutton. It was really a really good cast that had a really very bad script. They had so they had five really bad scripts though is the problem because they they were all just kind of slapped together and the reason why there's like a religious cult in the prison is because one of the five scripts had her land on a religious pr uh, planet instead of like a prison planet and so you get both of those elements in there and it's just like all the various things the only script that they didn't amalgamate into this was the one where Ripley is ignored, and it's Newt and Hicks going off and having their own adventure because, again, Newt aged out of it, and Fox was just like, instead of recasting her or just going with it, let's just, you know, kill her instead because that makes sense. Now, I will tell you my favorite part about the film, and really from any film that has a computer voice, mm -hmm. I love the computer in this film. So I'm not quite sure who does the voice for the computer, but... Stasis interrupted. Fire in cryogenic compartment. Repeat. Fire in cryogenic compartment. All personnel report to emergency escape vehicle launch pod. 
<laughs> Deep Space Flight will commence in T minus 20 seconds. You have to appreciate. I mean, it's a nice robotic voice. Right? Yeah. You have to appreciate the computer voice and that they actually had an escape pod for a fire <laughs> that you have to imagine has probably happened dozens of times prior. But with that, yeah, you have to appreciate some of the stupidity of certain goofs. Uh-huh. So um, some of the goofs were obviously when Clemens is doing the autopsy on Newt, she is frozen, should be frozen, but there mm-hmm. is blood freely flowing. That should not be happening. Um, there's continuity errors throughout. So when you, um, for example, in the cafeteria, Ripley's glasses of orange juice goes from half full to full. Um, Dylan's glasses disappear after Golik frees the alien. The blood stains, which he shouldn't have when Clemens is doing that kind of stuff. Factual errors. I mean, you could go on and on. So if you're looking at a movie for those inconsistencies, you should love this film because this film is full of them. So what you're saying is... We can't judge Alien 3 against Alien or Aliens. It's a different, much stupider movie that needs to be appreciated on its own. Correct. Okay. So in that regard, it's much more like Alien Covenant. Yes. (laughs) Apparently I hit a nerve there for Josh. That was a... I meant to keep that on the inside. (laughs) There's no key. But, you know, inside. gastric issues can't help you do that. <laughs> but, I don't know. but one thing, though, that's, that's like the a weird anomaly, I guess, about this movie is that it was David Fincher. Yeah. And I'm yes. pretty sure if memory serves, it's his first Hollywood movie. It was. At least. And at this point, he will now never do another franchise movie again because of the experience he had on this yeah. movie. Yeah. But, but he's a great director, and I don't he's... know... Well, it's it's a really well-directed movie, and there's a lot of cool cinematography. Like, I actually kind of enjoy the weird, like, Doom-style alien view when you're, like, yeah. crawling around as the alien. It actually works really well there, and normally a Doom-style camera is terrible in a movie. But David yeah. Fincher makes it work. Like, from a cinematography and from a director's perspective, it's a really solid movie. It all boils down to the fact that it's a really stupid story. So dumb. <laughs> yeah, like I, I feel like he tried to polish the turd as best as he could, and yeah. and like it's going to be hard. Like even if I was given a script for Alien Three, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to direct this movie?" You get to meet Sigourney Weaver. I'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> but it just has like the studio stink to it, and the, and the, like the best parts of that movie were, I think, some of the cinematography and whatnot, like. Mm-hmm. Like the the scene where you know Ellen's against the wall and the alien goes in and looks at her and the little mouth comes out and you know like that's been done I so guess, many times yeah yeah but that was the original and that was a good scene and and the uh, and this is I guess more of a credit to uh, Sigourney Weaver but like the scene where she jumps off and t- when she's like I'm gonna kill myself to make sure that this bitch dies type thing like well she was really talking about the franchise at that moment. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is what people have really appreciated about this movie, though. There were good special effects. Uh huh. The initial plot of being in a prison full of space inmates was a pretty nifty idea at the time. Yeah. Um, The score for the movie Mm. is very good. 
um, the, the cinematography is good. I guess my issue is like the special effects, the cinematography, the score, the acting. All those same things can be leveled against the first and the second movie. Um, all both of which had really solid directors in them as well. Ridley Scott, uh, James Cameron. I mean, hiring David Fincher to do this—it's the same caliber of director, even if at the time he wasn't. Just going back and looking at now from his filmography, same caliber of director right there. All of them are top notch. It comes down to what new does this movie add to the franchise? What does this movie do that's better? What does this movie do that's worse? How does it compare and stack up? And if you don't want to make that comparison, how well does this movie stand on its own? And the fact of the matter is, is so much of the story is beholden to what came before. Ripley's issues recovering from the fact that Newt is dead. The whole first act where she's slowly trying to like come to terms with everything that happened in the crash. Uh, very little explanation for what the xenomorph is and what's going to happen now that, you know, someone's infected and the xenomorph is running around. All of that's just kind of, like, in there, but it requires you to have an understanding of the first two movies to feel it. So if you've watched the first two, this is a poor clone. If you haven't watched the first two, you have no reason to care about anything that's going on. So on both regards, Alien Cubed is just hobbled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, I mean, like, how are you going to follow, like, it's impossible to follow Aliens, like, because that's my favorite movie in the franchise, and it, it's... It, it's the one that's always held up as the superior sequel when everyone, everyone's like, sequels are never better than the original. Everyone always goes to Aliens because that mm-hmm. wasn't a pre-planned sequel, and it is phenomenal. Now, it's phenomenal because it basically like, creates a vastly different movie from the first one, which this third one doesn't do, uh, to try and create a whole new idea of what the franchise can do. Every movie since the first, uh, or the second one, has been trying to chase that first movie. Um, You know, Alien Resurrection was just basically Alien again, but with a a cloned Ripley. Uh, Which was unnecessary. Which is unnecessary. Prometheus basically does, like, the introductory half of Alien, and then gets really strange. Uh, Alien Covenant just basically does the introductory half of Alien and remains really strange, and then just does a lot of gore for no reason, which, don't get me wrong, I love gore. Uh, it's fun, but it's really stupid gore in Alien Covenant. And then you have the AVP movies, which, one of which is just a stupid slasher flick, and the other one is a Paul W.S. Anderson movie that feels like Resident Evil, but with aliens instead of zombies. Yeah. So... None of them feel fresh the way the second one did, Aliens. And it's troubling, especially when you go and you read some of the scripts that they had out there, like the one where uh, that was supposed to be a two-part movie. The first half was going to be Hicks and Newt on their adventure, and then they'd meet up with Ripley at like a tag ending, and then the three of them would go off and have an adventure for a fourth film. Like, that is a new idea. That is mm-hmm. fresh. That is interesting. That honors the characters. And if you have to recast Newt, fucking recast Newt. I mean... The girl who played her was great, but you recast people all the time. Just kind of move on with it. Instead, yeah. we get this rehash that's on a prison planet, and I don't feel like it's new. Yeah. Well, like, I don't understand how... Like, they, they could have explained Newt away as aging. Like, they could have done something like, oh, her cryo chamber broke and she got out, but they have food rations on a spaceship in space, so... She yeah, was able to live. 
Hell, they could have her and Hicks stuck on the ship topside while uh, Ripley takes a shuttle down to try and get supplies for them. And in the process, she accidentally drags the alien with her. That's like the egg on her ship. And so she yeah. can't fly back up until the alien's gone because then she'll contaminate the main ship again. And you can intercut that with Hicks and Newt, like trying to search the ship and see if there's any other eggs or whatever. Like there's a whole other plot line you could have done that still would have used most of the script and didn't have to kill off two characters that were awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And basically betray Ripley's entire plot line from the second movie. Yeah. It just felt like a cop out too. Cause even when I was a kid and I watched it, like, I, I didn't really understand how if the the glass broke on the hyper chamber pods or whatever they called them, like how how does that kill someone? Wouldn't they just wake up? And yeah, if it did think, kill right? someone, like I that's mean, a huge design flaw because yeah, that means like, like if because it's it, it like, looked like it was just cracked. It didn't look like it was like fully broken at least on one of them. That should have just been a slow leak, which is what more or less how you wake up from it anyway. Yeah, yeah. and and. and I could never move past that part. I'm almost feeling this poor actor who plays Hicks, who Michael is Michael Bean. Yeah. He was also Kyle Reese in The Terminator. He was. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it's just that he just can't do a second film. Maybe that's <laughs> really what it comes down to. Well, for he, him. Gets, he gets cut out of second movies. Like, uh, the, in Terminator, he had this whole flashback sequence that was, or not flashback, but dream sequence that was filmed with him, which is in, restored in the director's cut, and it's a fabulous yeah. sequence. Uh, yeah, which, was, no idea why it was cut out. No, well, I mean, but, probably well time. for time, for time, that's all. Uh, but it's a fabulous sequence that was just cut for time. And then in this, in Alien 3, as from what I remember, Michael Bean didn't want to be in this movie at all. And he didn't even want to lend his likeness to it because he felt like it betrayed the second movie and his character and everything they did. But they were adamant that they needed to at least use his likeness for, like, photos and so forth of him. So he charged full rate. His his ask, his full ask, just for his likeness to be in this movie. Damn. <laughs> Good for him. I know, right? Good on you, mate. I mean, he's not that expensive an actor, but still, you made full rate for that. Good on you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, damn. I didn't know he was in the television version of Logan's Run. Yeah. Wow, really? I have to mm-hmm. watch that shit. He was in, he's the lead in the television um, Magnificent Seven, which I really wish was a better movie cause, or a better TV show because I really like him and that show is ass. Okay. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I'm just, what? <laughs> but we did get him in Tombstone, which was a great cowboy movie. I just, and he, I get he's this. now going to be in The Mandalorian. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yeah, or he was in The Mandalorian. Maybe he's know. one of the. He I don't know, it says 2020. Warning. doesn't say anything else. Ah, uh, well, But good whatever. for him, because I really, I've always liked him as an actor, period. Thing is, and he, he's he was a really pretty nice guy. I watch. If there's so. anyone that could out-charisma Pedro Pascal, though, hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael Bean is a, is a great actor, but he's not known for his charisma. <laughs> no, he's not. Which is part of his allure. Like, he's just like a laid-back dude. <sighs> Well, good for him. I'm yeah. I'm happy for him. That makes me happy that he actually has a... Only a Alien 3 were better, damn it. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, See, he, probably read, he probably read the script and went, this is crap. I'm not going to yeah, be in this. No, no. No, this is awful. You want me to cameo in this, you're going to pay me full rate. Shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I've always wondered because like Sigourney Weaver, I always feel like is in either really great movies or really shitty movies. And I wonder what kind of, yeah. And I I really want to know what contract, whatever studio has on her. Like, it's like, nope, sorry. You got to do four alien movies. Have you read resurrection? This is awful. Well, she actually came back for that one because she liked the new things they were doing with the character, which up to the last 15 minutes, they do do a lot of interesting stuff with the Ripley character in the fourth movie. Truth. The last act of that movie betrays everything that came before and is really fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I love that movie until the last maybe 20 Uh minutes. Exactly. It's a fantastic hour hour of like uh, alien filmography. It's phenomenal. And then it gets really fucking stupid. It's like this is my baby. Oh my god! Really? Your baby, your, your baby needs to die. I'm your sorry. Your baby is fucking ugly, girl. Okay. <laughs> it's like who designed that? Like, that's not a Geiger. Who thought? Design. No, it wasn't a Geiger design because they didn't want Geiger back for that one for some reason. He got screwed by the series too. <laughs> but no, who thought? So this alien can produce hundreds of eggs an hour, but let's have her evolve a vastly more ineffic- inefficient system where she can give birth to one creature. At a time. Yeah, gestation works really well, guys. Well, first of all, let's let's just hit on Sigourney Weaver here for a second. Mm-hmm. Because Sigourney Weaver, this was not her breakout movie. We all know what her breakout movie was. Ghostbusters? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, okay. No, Alien it would have been Alien. Been her, yeah, Alien, Alien was, was the 79. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just forget that Alien was so early. Yeah, yeah it was. But Ghostbusters was really when she started picking up fame, uh-huh. um, 1984. So, yeah. um, and then I'm, she she's been in everything, but she is in the next four, five, five. There's going to be five Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll be, by the time the next one actually comes out, it'll probably be up to another nine. I mean, well, every the time next she talks one, about it, number yeah. two is coming out in 2022. Number so three say- is coming out in 2024. Number four is coming out in 2026, and number five is coming out in 2028, according to um, IMDb. But yeah, okay, but to be fair, the second movie was supposed to come out in 2017, and it keeps getting delayed. I think Avatar is like the Duke Nukem Forever of film, of, <laughs> of Hollywood. It's just, it's never actually going to come out. <laughs> She's also in Ghostbusters Afterlife in 2021. And yes. this gets us back to Josh's point where Sigourney Weaver must have a really strong ask and get really good salary in her contracts that just makes her feel like she has to come I back. I think she's friends with James Cameron. Well, there's that too. <laughs> well, but, yeah. like, she appeared in Alien and Aliens, and then she showed up in Alien 3, and I'm assuming her salary was so good that she just couldn't pass it up. She showed up in Ghostbusters, and then I'm assuming her salary was so good she just felt compelled to come back for the really crappy Ghostbusters 2. You know, she's like one of the, she's like the female Gene Hackman. Okay. <laughs> she's yeah. she's going to be in as whatever she wants to be. She's going to, you know, play her heart out for whatever she wants to play. Cabin in the Woods. She's been in movies for a long time. She probably has a shit ton of money. Yeah. And she's probably decided that, you know what? Doesn't matter when I'm in. I enjoy what I do. Yeah. She's just going to do it for the hell of it now. She's not like Michael Caine. Michael Caine will show up in anything if you wave enough money at him. Right. <laughs> Which is what makes him endearing. Because he puts the same level of care into the Batman movies as he did into his classic 1960s uh, gangster films, and as he did in Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, good on her for being in those films. My favorite yeah. film that she's ever been in is uh, Galaxy Quest. So, well, yeah. 
She committed to that role. She did. So I will watch Sigourney Weaver in pretty much anything. Um, and and she Me does too. pretty much anything now. So uh-huh. that's good. Yeah. That's good. But as far as liking or loving Aliens 3, it's 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 very hard to love that movie. It's a very unlovable But I will say it does have some redeeming points that I've already pointed out. And I think if you're going to shit on it, it, it probably deserves it. But um, the music, some of the some of the actors who actually put their all into a very bad script, you have to appreciate it for that. Josh, uh, I mean, I didn't like it, but there's parts about it that I liked. It's it's, so, I, I, it's, it's a solid I, C movie, I guess. Yeah, every time I go back, knowing full well what they do to the characters from Aliens, I still try and invest in this movie. And there are portions of it that I like. Charles Dance's character, as you mentioned. Uh, the fact that he dies before the second act, essentially, kind of reduces how much I can care about the film. Because he was easily the most charismatic person in the film, short of Sigourney Weaver. Uh, if mm-hmm. it had just been the two of them having an adventure together throughout the whole of it, I might have cared more about the movie. But, like, they kill off Hicks and Newt before the movie even starts. Then they give you Charles Dance. And then, like, no, no, we're going to take him away, too. You can't have anything you love. Uh, <laughs> and shame on you for trying. And shame. Well, what did you think this was? A good movie? No. <laughs> you have to be depressed every time you watch Aliens. You can't enjoy these. They're not spectacle. What were you expecting? So... But no, it's like, there's parts of it I want to like, but it really does get bogged down, uh, especially once it just becomes a rehash of the first movie. It gets tedious, it takes so long to get to the ending, and then the ending isn't even surprising. And honestly, the CGI of her throwing herself into the lead is really awful at this point. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so like, I want to like it when it first starts up, but the movie makes it very hard to enjoy it at all. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> so, anything else? No, I think we're good. Cool. This has been Love It or Hate It, or Mostly Hate It, here on Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. And I'm Queen B. And we will see you next time. But you're saying that I, I didn't have anybody. something about uh, aliens or, you know. A military status, but I did say Queen Bee, so I guess <laughs> true. she's back. There you go. And there you go. That, that, that counts.